Good morning. I'm Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry, and I have Pamela Clater in with Pamela Clater Photography. Hi, Pamela. Hello. So what is Pamela Clater Photography? Obviously, you're a photographer. Sure. Um, I think that if I had to describe my business, it would be unique um, artistry from a different perspective than maybe um, a more typical uh, photographer might have. Um, I do, um, you know, regular portraiture, but I, I like to do pinup and boudoir and some horror and cosplay photography. And I've had my studio for 10 years, so I've... I've amassed quite the collection to put together a little something for everyone. So there are a lot of photographers in the Upper Cumberland yes. and some, I would say probably at least half of them don't have a studio, period. Right. Um, and and you having a studio that is really, I would say, elaborate. You create some amazing sets of, of what you're putting out there. Um, what was the driving force behind having a studio, creating these sets, making it that you're not just taking just a picture? So I started my studio about 10 years ago. Um, this is kind of my 10-year anniversary this year. At that time, there weren't many photographers at all. And they certainly didn't have studios. At the time, I was the only one that I knew of doing studio work, doing um, boudoir and things like that. And I initially had started... Um, the business itself after I had my daughter and to take pictures of her. And then I kind of just um, started to do a little bit more of everything. And then were I, you more of like a newborn photographer at first? I did newborn. Mm -hmm. um, I did kids and I still do. But that was kind of what I started because I was inspired by the birth of my daughter mm -hmm. and uh, wanting to take pictures of her and, you know, other cute little babies like her. But um, over time, I really wanted to get into my true love of uh, pinup and retro vintage styles. And honestly, the first event that I had, I had one booking. And I was a little discouraged, mm -hmm. but I shared those pictures online. And all of a sudden, I was... Uh, selling out every event I did after that. So I was really lucky in that sense that I got to explore the things that I really love to do and start building sets based on different themes that were more retro kitchen and, and Hollywood glam and my vintage camper and all the different things that I could think of that I could incorporate retro vintage styles into. Was there a point in your journey of thinking, this, I mean, the first booking you had, you know, had one. Yes. And and it's it's definitely different to have a, a photography shoot that's not just stand here. You know, here's my set and we're going to make it a, an art piece. Right. I really think of, um, do you remember um, the Tyra Banks show, the, the modeling yeah, show? Yeah, America's Next Top Model. America's Next Top Model. And they'd have these intricate sets behind yeah. them. And that's what I feel like the experience that you're putting out there. Right. And so, it, but it's definitely different mm -hmm. than than just your run-of-the-mill photographer. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, I feel like I spent like several years and and still somewhat now, though studio photography is becoming a little bit more trendy now, but I spent years trying to convince people that studio photography isn't that stereotypical um, JCPenney Sears experience. And of course, like now that's what everybody's doing. Yeah, everybody wants that. Yeah. <laughs> but for the longest time, I was, you know, I just wanted to make people think like studio photography can be cool. It can be different. Um, and so that was what I spent years working on is 
trying to show people that you don't have to go outside in a field to take pictures. You know, you can you can still be glamorous. You can still be um, very beautiful and 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 natural um, in a studio setting as well, because it doesn't have to be stiff and posed. It can be fun, and you can have movement. Um, you know, you can swish your dress around, and I can capture it just as well in a studio as I can outside. So, where does the driving? So, so you do boudoir photography mm-hmm. and pinup. Yes. Um, how how did those sessions, how, how do you impact the women that you work with during those sessions? For me, it was intensely personal because I truly struggled with my own self-confidence and my own image because um, I grew up um, being um, different and having a different look. And I would get comments even from my own family. Oh, you have that Rodriguez nose. So I became like hypersensitive over my appearance. And so for me, doing the big hair, the big makeup and dressing up became an opportunity for me to uh, build myself up. And um, I felt good about myself. And so I had the thought that, you know, I know what this does for me. So, you know, maybe if I can offer this to to other women, maybe even if they just do it for a day, um, and it's not their everyday style, they can feel glamorous for a day. They can feel pretty and they can immerse themselves in an experience where they are getting pampered, they're getting their hair done, their makeup, and they're getting to pose and told how beautiful they are. And it kind of gives them a little bit of an escape from their everyday life. So um, the feedback that I get afterwards is so rewarding when they tell me, oh my gosh, that's me. Like, I can't believe that I look like that because it's not something that, you know, we all, we don't look like that every day. You know, we don't get hair and makeup and, and dresses and, and go have pretty pictures taken. So, you know, like that, it, 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 just for that moment, you know, that they feel so good about themselves to me, that's such an impact. And, you know, we all have our own little ways where we impact the world. And, and if I can make somebody feel good for, you know, the time that they're there and then when they get those photos and they can share them online and, and their friends tell them how great they look and, and they're so proud of themselves. Like to me, you know, that little impact is a big impact in that person's world. How often do you find that women who are doing those kind of photo shoots don't actually ever share those photos with anyone that they just right. it's for themselves? Yeah. And, you know, that happens quite a bit, um, which is why a lot of times when I want to do um some uh, shoots, I will, you know, message some people that I know that are comfortable sharing them online. I actually started a group. So if anybody is, you know, wanting to do the model call shoots where, you know, you'll get these images, but you have to let me share them online kind of yeah. thing, you know, yeah. and, and they'll be, you know, highly discounted so that I can do that. So I can show women like, this is what you can expect. This is my set. This is uh, what it's going to look like. Because a lot of women do just want them for themselves, um, they 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 may or may not even be there for their partner. Mm-hmm. Some women come and they're single, mm-hmm. and they just want them for themselves. And other women just want them to be between them and their partner, and that is totally fine. I, well, know? and I think that it's sometimes people would say, "Well, you're hiring a photographer. Obviously, this is for a public. That's what you you get your pictures taken for, right. so that you can share them on Facebook or you can hang them in your house." Um, but I think that pinup boudoir single woman pictures mm-hmm. are often a form of self-care. Exactly. Often the a lot of women I'm guessing that you work with I just know women are self-conscious right. and they'll look at a picture of themselves for the first time and 
have never felt like they looked beautiful before. How often is is kind of that reveal that the case with with the women that you working you're working with? Um, it, it's a lot, actually. And I had um, somebody come in recently for uh, maternity pictures and she got them back and she said, oh, my gosh, I have never seen myself so beautiful before. Like that to me is such an incredible feeling. And um, it happens a lot. You know, it really does. And I think it's just because they're not used to seeing themselves the way that, you know, other people see them, the way that somebody that truly can look at them, appreciate their beauty and want and and just really wants to capture that to present that to them so they can see this the beauty that we see in them. Well, and I think that that's sometimes like, well, that that's me. That's right. what I mean. I used to I, I I've struggled with body image issues my a lot of my adult life. And I could look at myself in a picture and I'd say, I look attractive in this picture and I could never look in a mirror and think that. Yes. And so it's so interesting, but it's like, well, that is you. That's what right. you look like. Right. I would, I used to kind of make jokes about, well, I'm just photogenic. Well, this is what the world sees. Yeah, absolutely. But, but women have such women specifically, mm-hmm. I, I think more so than men have such a hard time seeing themselves in that light. Right. What, where do you think that that comes from within you of, of knowing how to harness that and bring that out of women? Um, for me, it's, I think, because I relate so deeply to that. Um, I struggling so long with my own self image and accepting myself as I am. And, um, you know, I grew up in an age where you would go to the checkout line and there's those sun magazines that's picking apart celebrities who may have like an ounce of body fat Mm -hmm. and or cellulite and just like destroying them on the cover. That was the age I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up with those insecurities of, oh, my gosh, my legs jiggle when I walk. Oh, my gosh, I've got cellulite on my thighs. And so for me, it's such a relatable experience to just have that feeling of not being able to see myself the the way that you know my husband sees me or my kids see me or the rest of the world i i will never see myself as beautiful as they do mm-hmm. and so for me it's it's very important to me and i take it very seriously that i want to make these women see how beautiful the people in their lives see them as mm-hmm. and um i i make sure that i spend the 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 time that we have together building them up and and showing them that confidence and they'll walk in just sometimes they'll be a little shaky they'll be so anxious so nervous but by the time they leave you could just see a change in them and they're so pumped up and you can just tell that they feel so much better about themselves how has that impacted you personally in life just being able to be such an advocate for women i you know there there's days that i wonder if I'm really doing something um, because, you know, traditionally, you know, if you're doing something to help the world, which has always been something that I've, I've wanted to do, um, you know, you're, you're out there and you're, you're working hard physically or, or you're working with different organizations. And not only do I make sure that in, in my work, I'm advocating for women, I'm empowering women, I'm making them feel like they're beautiful and they're, they are powerful and they're important. But I, I also give back to my community as much as I can as well. Um, some local organizations and um, I 
will come do photos for some nonprofits at times, you know, like headshots for volunteer firemen or things that I've done in the past. And um, I shoot our local rescue squads, father daughter dance, and I make a donation to them. So any opportunity that I have, I have to get involved and give back um, as well as empowering women and, and, and making them feel good. Um, those are opportunities that I, you know, I seize at any opportunity. We'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry, and I have Pamela Clater from Pamela Clater Photography in. And you you do a lot of photog- different photography, but mm-hmm. um, you know you your niche a little bit has become um, pinup and boudoir and, and working yeah. with women. And what is that experience like for a woman that's coming into your place and you said you kind of mentioned that they come in nervous and anxious and how do you get that is that something ingrained in you of, of who you are or just as a person how do you get them to to relax and and kind of understand so if they come in and they have um, booked my hair and makeup artists they have about an hour to really warm up and we can talk and laugh and get to know each other and that helps a lot um, I always recommend to have the hair and makeup experience just because it just kind of makes it a whole experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives us time to get to know each other and get comfortable with each other. And they they go into my dressing room and I've got all these fluffy ropes and all kinds of things in there that they can wear if they would want to, to do so. A lot of times people bring their own stuff. Other times they want to borrow things that I have. And I have all my magazine covers on the, the wall and everybody always kind of lightens up a little bit when they see. I got a cover for um, uh, Retro Lovelies magazine. They had a beefcake edition for men. And my husband ended up getting the cover with a picture I took of him kind of doing a pinup thing, but as a guy with his work boots on, um, putting steaks on the grill. And so they always will go in there and I'll hear chuckling because they're looking through them all and then they see that. And, you know, that kind of um, lightens them up a little bit. And then they come out and, you know, we're going on to the set and every step of the way, anything that I tell them to do, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to demonstrate it and I'm going to show them exactly what to do and... You know, I'm kind of goofy and kind of awkward, and I might fall a couple times. And, you know, like I kind of make light of myself so that I, um, you know, I show them that I'm, I'm relatable and that they can just be comfortable because anything that we're going to do, 
I'm doing it right next to you. And um, none of this is probably going to be comfortable. You're going to feel super weird and super awkward. And it might hurt a little bit to have to stretch your back like that. But you know what? We're going to get through this. And I'm climbing up and down ladders and laying on the floor and everything. So, you know, I think like seeing all the crazy weird positions I get myself into kind of lightens the mood a little bit too. So, well, and I think just some of those little things where it, it might feel uncomfortable, even just taking a snapshot with, you know, at a work event or something, sitting up straight doesn't necessarily feel comfortable, right? But it takes a much better picture, sure. Um, and I think it it makes you look more confident. It makes right. you, you know. And I I'm aware of some of those things when when I'm getting my picture taken, whether it's a snapshot or a professional picture. Right. I think those are things that will make the picture different and and kind of stand out. You mentioned um, magazine covers. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a little. Was that part? Did you? think that would be part of your plan of of photography or how did that kind of come about of having some magazine covers so I don't think that I ever in a million years dreamed that I would get magazine covers but you know I've been published in so many different magazines and um and where did that I mean you had to start kind of going down that journey to yeah to be in magazines I honestly don't even know I think I just um at one point submitted some pictures and they got published and I was like oh okay well let's try that again and so then I started getting covers and, um, you know, they, they, they keep coming. And I just, I think I had three last month. One was, um, Noelle dressed as the Alice in Wonderland. She was the Mad Hatter. And I had another one for a Christmas set. And, um, you know, I got, I've gotten, um, a few with, uh, my daughter, um, you know, dressing up and doing her cosplay stuff. So, um, it's been really, um, just, it's such a great feeling, but at the same time, it's like humbling because I'm like, just, that's little old me. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and, and something where you started just really taking pictures because you you were a mom and you wanted to have pictures of your daughter. Yeah, and kind of how this became a whole career for you, right? And and you know, before I even had her, um, I was kind of the friend that always had the camera everywhere. Like I went to a lot of concerts and. Um, you know, from the, the old, the old like um, disposable camera. Yeah, I, and yeah. you didn't know what you were gonna get. Yeah. Like, you, I, I, my first job was at Kmart, and I would always be bringing in my disposable cameras to get the pictures developed mm-hmm. of different concerts and stuff that I went to. I mean, so it's always I've always been like that friend in the group, and then. You know, they would laugh at me, kind of tease me a little bit. And now, like, I I never thought it would actually be a career because that's not really what a lot of people did. If you were a photographer back then, you were like Owen Mills or, Mm -hmm. you know, like Life Touch. Or senior portraits that, you know, people are standing in a field outside. Yeah. Where do you get your inspiration for I mean, you need if you're listening right now, you need to go and 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 follow Pamela Clater photography and see these sets that you create. But where do you get do you have an art background, a theater background? Where do you get the inspiration for these sets that you come up with? Um, I actually have um, a English degree <laughs> yeah. and English degree. Um, I I went initially for journalism and then um, I did English and history at Tech um, and I got my bachelor's there. But in the process of getting my degree, I had to take a lot of art and film classes. So um, I had to watch a lot of movies I probably wouldn't have chose myself Mm -hmm. um, through those film classes. And a lot of them were old classic movies. And I really got into um, classic film and and these old movies and really appreciating the fact that, you know, a lot of those sets were, you know, 
they didn't have computers and CGI and all that to put, to put their movies together back then. They had to build all these sets. And so, you know, I get a lot of inspiration for that type of stuff and, you know, classic horror movies. Just, I mean, everything about that time period is um, just, I don't know, it's glamorous and fun. Well, and you have chosen to make do, do events surrounding certain things so you have Chris you'll build a Christmas set and have shoots that you know people which is more common people will have right. Santa sets but you're doing a Valentine's Day thing and you right. have you know kind of a sexy feel to some shoots that you're doing around Valentine's Day that that is unique for for a photographer to kind of set aside here I'm going to build this elaborate thing mm-hmm. um, what keeps you going and keeps you fresh with those ideas of it can be hard. <laughs> it can be super hard. Um, you know, what's what's funny is, so my, my husband has a remodeling business. And so a lot of times I am, I'm, I'm super, super big into reuse, recycle, repurpose, refurbish, you know. So that's where my bathtub came from. Yeah. Um, and um, a lot of the stuff in my studio is built from things that were from a job site. And so sometimes inspiration just kind of like falls in my lap because he's like, hey, I got this at work today. And I'm like, oh, cool. Let's build a set. And then other times it's like, um, so I saw this old painting and I kind of thought like maybe I could like make a fake chimney and I could have like pinup sitting on top of it. And he's like, again, like, you have to, like why do I have to keep making you things like this? Like, yeah. <laughs> can you tone it down a little bit? <laughs> have you found that being in the Upper Cumberland in rural Tennessee has limited you and what you can do because I think that there's probably big set big photography kind of things in in Nashville or New York City this but have you had to kind of teach people what you're doing yeah um they um a lot of my clients actually travel mm-hmm. oh, from other places, yeah, yeah um I've had them come from South Carolina um Louisiana um and Nashville Knoxville area um because um you know in those areas like bigger cities, they have photographers doing what I'm doing and they're able to do a lot more because they have a much bigger client base. I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have to be very conscious of how much I'm putting into my sets because I may not get a return Mm -hmm. here. You know? Yeah, it is definitely. I mean, you have to charge Middle Tennessee prices for, for what you're doing. Any thoughts that you would leave and expand outside of here? Uh, I I really don't think that that's in the cards for me. My family, my my mom, my stepdad's here. My kids are in school here. And, you know, we're kind of established. We have a house here. So um, I think this is probably where I'm going to stay. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry, and I have Pamela Clater in today from Pamela Clater Photography. Thanks for being here, Pamela. Thanks. So we've talked all about kind of all the the, the photography that you've done. Um, I, and I was just kind of saying off air, it, it's such an impact that you're, you have this studio here in the upper Cumberland, you're bringing people in from out of state. That's a huge deal for our area that we have a resource like this of just unique photography. And, and I think it's such a, um, a nod to what you are doing and the, the passion behind what you're doing that you haven't, thought, well, this isn't going to work in a rural area. And you've, you've kind of gotten some, you can get some negative feedback sometimes yeah. because it's different. Yeah, I have. Um, sure. What keeps you going against the, the haters, if you will? Um, You know, some days I just get down a little bit about it. But at the same time, I have 
kids that look up to me and um, I spend every day of my life trying to tell them that it's okay to be different, be who you are. And if I am not practicing that myself, then, you know, I'm not really being honest with them. So Mm -hmm. um, I know that I'm different. I know not everybody's going to respond to that um, positively. Um, I wish they'd keep their negativity to themselves, but (laughs) that's another conversation. Yeah. Well, and I would think that the impact that you've had on the, the, especially the women who, uh, again, see a picture of themselves for the first time, I'm sure you've gotten the range of emotions when people see, you know, an edited photograph in this beautiful set with their hair and makeup done. And they've never once looked at themselves thinking I am beautiful. And that's a huge impact. And I I would imagine that helps keep you going too. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, I know the impact of what I'm doing and I take it very seriously. So you know, a, a hater here or there is not going to deter me away from what I feel for me is important. Well, and you've gotten involved in brand photography. You've been working with um, P. Dillies yes. and you've done their brand photography for a few years now. Yeah. It's, it seems like it's been a long time. And it's so cute. And so um, just they'll do these retro kind of, you know, pin up, but in a kitchen. And, and they just I love that it brings out their personality. And it's such an asset to their business. Did you expect that to be part of what you're doing? Is that you're you're doing brand photography and, and no, impacting other people's businesses? I had I'd never expected that at all, but Noelle has been a friend for um years and through her I met Michelle and I've fallen in love with them and they've become dear and very special friends to me. And um I think that the fact that I um, appreciate their personalities for who they are, Mm -hmm. and um, I want to show that in the picture. So you see a picture of them, and you can see who they are. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that's really important when it comes to brand photography is that you want your personality of your business to come through. As the owner, people need to understand, and and Michelle and Noelle have gotten some negative feedback at times about the pictures that they've posted and they're like well then you're not our people then right and i think that that's helpful too of kind of narrowing down what your business looks like and 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 the asset that you bring to the table um where do you see the photography business going in the next i mean i did you even think that you would make it to 10 years where do you see it going in the next five so it's been such a tumultuous few years since, you know, COVID shut down the business for a while. And then I opened back up and I faced a completely different economic landscape. And so, you know, it's kind of made me go in different directions and be more of an uh, all-encompassing photographer and not so much specializing specifically in boudoir and pinup. So, you know, I'm, I, at this point, I just kind of, take it day by day and I'm kind of just trying to go with the flow and um, things are so unpredictable right now um, that I can't tell you six months from now um, how things will be going but I'm just pushing through every day and hoping that people can appreciate what I bring to the table and the fact that you know like I'm trying to 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 be different and and unique and stand out and um, you know I specialize in lighting 
and I went to school um, after I graduated tech and got a photography certificate. I did like an 18-month program, and so I really learned to specialize in creative lighting, and that's how I bring a lot of these looks to the table. So um, things aren't always what they seem, you know, and, and it may look one way, but then when I put some lights in there that that flash when I take that picture, it completely changes the atmosphere of what you're looking at. And so I, I hope that um, as studio photography becomes more accepted and people get um, more um, accepting of studio photography as being cool and not that outmoded, outdated thing that that'll just help me to grow and and continue to learn and evolve and well, that's what I was just going to say, too, is I think that, you know, with, with in 10 years, I'm sure that things have changed. And yeah. the the even the lights that you have are, are more updated and there's more technology out there to be able to shoot and edit. Yeah, I'm sure that that's a huge part of it, too, is um, create better portraits than you were able to 10 years ago. And I think, you know, keeping up to date on that and, and growing and obviously always wanting to be kind of on the cutting edge of things when you're just doing the same old, you know, picture in a field, um, which is what some people want, but you've, you've had to kind of stay, keep ideas fresh. And that that's been um, probably exciting, but probably a little bit draining as well on some things. Yeah. I mean, you're always just like, you know, by December, I, I try to have in my head, okay, this is what I'm going to do for the new year. Um, these are all the projects I want to do. But honestly, it's like, I'm always like, I have a little notepad in my phone and I'm like, oh, I should do something like this or I should do something like this. And so I have like all these notes of different ideas that I'd like to try to figure out a way to do. But it's always like, is it realistic? <laughs> yeah, Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Well, and, and like you said, I think the business aspect, is this going to, am I going to lose money on this or am I going right. to, you know, at least break even? You know, this is a business that you're running as much as you enjoy it. You, you are this is your livelihood. And so sure. making sure that, you know, it all makes sense is, is really important too. And that's changed a lot since COVID, you know, like a, the prices of things have continued to go up, but I recognize at the same time, that also means that people have less discretionary income, mm-hmm. which directly impacts small businesses. So, well, and I think that when you think about this as a self care item, mm-hmm. um, People will sometimes think, well, you know, what am I going to do with these pictures? But it's like, well, you go and get a massage and you don't think twice about that necessarily. Yeah. You you get a massage and, and you don't even have anything to take away from that. Right. Um, and so sometimes doing self-care for you because it makes you feel good is an OK thing to do. Yeah. And, and I think there's a lot of guilt in that for people, you know, especially now when when groceries are expensive and, you know, uh, people are just trying to survive right now. And so sometimes that might feel a little bit selfish and you'll have that guilt like, oh, gosh, should I really do this? You know, this is for me. And, you know, like especially like moms, it's like when it comes to our kids, like we'll do whatever we have to do. But then taking care of ourselves always comes last. For sure. For sure. How can people find if they want to check out your your photos, your business, if they want to get in touch with you, how can they find you? So my website is uh, PamelaTakesPics.com, Facebook.com slash Pamela Clater Photography. Those are the two best best ways to find me online. So Pamela Clater Photography. And what, what do you think over the last 10 years, what photo shoot or set were you most proud? Like that was a killer. I loved that one. 
Oh, my gosh. I had so much fun with my circus last year, and I'm bringing it back again this year. But it's hard for me to top my vintage camper because we put it all together from just a rusted old bucket. And we restored it, again, with a lot of refurbished and um, reused items from job sites. And we can travel in it, but I love to use it for pictures. So it's, it actually is a working camper. It is, yes. And, and have you camped in it? Have oh, you? yeah. We oh, take it out wow. a couple times a year at least. Um, so, yeah, definitely head over to the website and check out all the different sets all the all the things that you do and and you have specials throughout the year of, yeah. of different things that you do um you're posting those on facebook all the time uh, of things that you have come up if people are kind of on the edge of you know i think i want to take some pictures but i'm not really sure what advice do you have to give well if it's something that you're just really struggling to talk yourself into um come in when i'm having one of my events um, you'll be surrounded by so much positive energy from the other ladies that are coming in. If the hair and makeup team's on set, everybody's such a hype crew. Um, it's It makes it such a fun event. And, um, you know, obviously when I'm having those events and there are many sessions, they're not as big of an investment as if you were to, you know, invest in a full, you know, hour, 90 minute um, boudoir or pinup um, session. So, I would say that would be a great place to start. You know, watch for those different little mini events that I do and, um, you know, see if there's something that really kind of sparks something in you. Well, and I think that people in this, women in the South can often, it's not about the way you look. It's not about, you know, just be a good human. And it's like, but, but feeling good allows you to do good too. Right. And so taking that time to have a picture that you are so proud of, of yourself is not a negative, even though maybe society feels like they're putting that on you. It's it's okay to invest in yourself. Absolutely. And feel good about yourself. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't mean you make you a selfish woman. No, and I don't think anybody ever truly regrets investing in themselves. It just makes you able to give back more, to be able to contribute more. You know, when you have, when you feel good about yourself, you're able to do more good. Yeah, for sure for sure. Thank you so much for coming in today. I really appreciate uh, learning more about you, learning more about your business. I highly recommend heading, heading over to PamelaTakesPicks.com yes. and see all, all the things that she has to offer. Thank you so much, Pamela. I Thank appreciate you. you.